This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Consignment Heroes, heard Sunday afternoons at 1 on Zoomer Radio. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Consignment Heroes, Heard Sunday afternoons at 1 on Zoomer Radio. How to sell your stuff. How to get rid of stuff. Paul Kenny and his son Bogart from Storage Wars Canada are about to unlock the secrets to stuff on Zoomer Radio. What sort of value do they put on your stuff? That depends on how well you sell it. As we begin taking your calls on Consignment Heroes... The one-hour phone-in show all about stuff. Good afternoon. We are live at the beautiful Zoomerplex in downtown Toronto, and our phone lines are open. If you have a rare or interesting item and you're curious about its value, you can call into this show and get a real-time assessment of what you own. You can call 416-360-0740. That's 416-360-0740. If you're out of town, you can call toll-free 1-866-740-4740. So whether you have some gold or silver or coins or fine china or figurines or sports cards or any sort of memorabilia, maybe an old autograph you're curious about, some sports jersey you might have lying around in your closet or attic or basement or garage, who knows? If if you're curious and you think it might have a special value, you can call in right now and talk to two experts. You know them from Storage Wars Canada and A&E's Northern Treasures, and I think that series starts up again tomorrow, is it not? It's starting this week. Let me I, let me finish the grand the grand introduction. Paul Kenny and his son Bogar Kenny. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Everything's good, eh? Yes, sir. But, no, I just got a tweet. We're on Twitter, by the way. Bogart is. Uh, uh, where is Bogart? No, oh, how do you forget my name? I guess it's a little no, no. handle. The kid, at the kid Bogart and High Roller Paul. They call me High Roller Paul. But great news for our American fans of Storage Wars Kansas. Starting this week on A&E, we're back. Nice. They've actually got us back. They actually like us. Fantastic. So you're on the radio, you're on TV all this week. When does it start? Tomorrow night? I don't know. This is a... Nice. Ursula is the one who tweeted this, so um, as usual, she doesn't have all the details Another here. cast member from the show. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Ursula is on. No, she's a nice person, but sometimes she forgets the details, like when it's on. <laughs> well, in fairness, you can look it up, too. I'm sure you can talk to a producer. I didn't, I didn't know until Poor five Ursula, minutes ago. Her names get dragged through the mud. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, good week? Bad week? What kind of week was it? A good week. And like I said, you know how I harp on this and... Uh, the second opinion. Someone came in. They were offered what? You know these. I keep on seeing these road shows where the guy, these guys go and they give you these big pamphlets in the in the mail, and they say they were buying this and this and uh, hockey cards and watches and and gold and coins, and they give you some high prices. And if you call them up, they won't give you any prices over the phone. So we had one of those people this week that went to one of those. Right. They offered one thousand and ten dollars for. Uh, some coins and some cards and uh, just a, a bunch of and a watch, and we offered thirty nine hundred. Wow! So the difference in going, I don't know if it was a difference. These are not differences like someone's offering you eleven dollars and I'm going to offer you thirteen. Right? Um, it's then it's not worth driving all the way to Richmond Hill, but for three thousand dollars, drive to Richmond Hill, or you can call us. We will give you our prices on the phone. And I, I tell this to people. I've given my phone number over the air. Uh, 905-737-4653. You can get a hold of us, and we will tell you what we will pay, and then you can compare it to what these other people are paying before you get there. But it's like... Silver dollars, we're paying $11 right now. These guys are paying five, six, seven, whatever they can get away with. They, you only get to sell it once. Get your most money for it. So you're saying when these, they're like a roadshow. They'll drift into town. They'll, they'll post up flyers or maybe even do some ads Oh, no, they somewhere. spend a lot of money. They, and then the, you come to the local convention center, and they're just looking to buy, buy, buy as, as yeah. cheaply as possible. But they, there's some fever there. People get excited, and they go, I might have some valuables. Oh, this is great. But it's like uh, buying a, a ham and cheese sandwich at the airport, you know? At the oh. airport, it's nine dollars. Everywhere else, it's three dollars. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know, but that's it's it's reverse rip off. Not, not a, refer- reverse, a reverse rip off. Which way is the rip off supposed to go? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a rip off. It's, it's a, a straight rip off. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying, you get your second price, and even if you don't sell it to me, I mean, and I don't mind if someone comes into me and I give them my price, and they say I'd like to get a second opinion. I say by all means, 
and we'll write it down. We're not trying to hide anything. We are completely transparent in how we do it. And some of my competitors aren't. So there are, there are other legitimate competitors out there yeah. that were that I'll pay thirty nine and they might pay thirty seven or they might pay thirty eight or they might pay four thousand. Right. And, but it's in that ballpark. We're all in the same ballpark. But there's other people that are like, wow. Like, would you go and buy gas for $19 a gallon? Oh, it sounds good to me. I'm in. Is that bad? Oh, wait. I should get a second opinion. That's what I should get. Get a second opinion. Right. And I keep on saying this. And we had two people this week. One person was only $800 to $1,570 that they got got quote $800. And like I say, we do everything in front of you. We just say if if something is for the appraisal, if it's got diamonds, it will tell you. Mm. Sometimes they're – it's a little tiny little – Diamonds you can't see. Yeah. Like, and they won't scrape glass. They're probably not worth anything. They're going to go into the melt. Okay? Yeah. And people are not mad, but they're disappointed. But I says, we can't. It costs more to take this diamond out than it puts in it. It says it's diamonds, you know, and we say this. And we, but, understanding value is kind of a big one. And, um, you know, one of the things, unfortunately, that does happen is that, you know, say uh, a, a parent, they're, they're, a, they're a single parent now, they're in their 70s or 80s, and they pass away, and little yeah. Bobby and Julie, they live in Vancouver and Wisconsin, and they go, well, we got to deal with this estate, and they can't come back, they don't even know what dad know. had, and yeah. this happens a lot, and they go, well, call the got junk guy and just throw it all out, that's, that's the fastest scenario to get the property cleaned out and then sold. They'll do yeah. this remotely. So I know you guys get a lot of calls saying, yeah. just come in, look at this property or all of its contents, give us an idea of its value and can it be sold and how long will it take? And that's something you guys sort of special in now, specialize yeah. in now, probate. Yeah. We, we don't do stuff for lawyers, but the, the got junk guys, they probably good job if you actually have junk, but they are one step worse than the garbage man. The garbage man doesn't even go around with a checkbook. The guys who got junk, they're going to charge you to take the stuff away. Yeah, we don't mean it as a slight to them, but they're no. just not experts. The guys no. who come and take a, what they think is old junk out might be good stuff that people, is, it's a high-demand collector's market. Yeah. Well, I know this week I bought 140 pounds of silver plate that someone says I thought I was just going to put through in the garbage, and they got $320 for it. Not bad. Okay. Not bad. And it was like they did not care about it. It looked like they didn't want to clean it ever again. Right. I know that. But this is what happens. We try and, like... What if I was doing a will? Would I have you come in to assess what the th- stuff is I think I have worth? to work with a lawyer. Uh, yeah, of course. Oh, or no. an insurance agent, I think, would have to do that. What we can do sometimes, sometimes if you're the executor um, and you've got 10 people in the family who want stuff, yeah. it's best to price it. Price the TV at $520. Price right. this painting. This, the giant suite's only worth $30. Right. Grandma promised me this locket. I want the locket, but it has to have a, an actual value so that the estate can account for it, is what yeah. you're saying, yeah. I mean, we go in and I, like, if I was going to pick first, I'm picking the diamond ring or the Picasso on the wall. Right, <laughs> I see what you're saying, yeah. But you need to know what it's worth because the estate has to settle up, otherwise somebody will get slighted, obviously. That's what we're trying to help. Yeah. Some people don't care about the money, but they're, later on... Well, it's about just, fairness. It's not about it's the about money. It's about fairness. Yeah. That's the way to put it. And we have a completely green board. Right. Sorry. Usually I say get to work. Sorry about that. So, by the sorry. way, uh, uh, Paul and his son Bogart, they have a store, uh, Toronto Gold Silver. You'll find it at 10,341 Young Street in Richmond Hill. That's 10,341 Young Street. They have experts there. You can bring your stuff. You can get assessments, values. You can consign stuff if you don't want to sell it outright. That means you share space in the store if it's a rare item, and you can get maximum dollars through consigning it. That's why the show is called Consignment Heroes. Uh, if you have an item you're curious about right now, you can call our radio station, 416-360-0740. Our first caller is Margot, and she's calling from Bradford. Hello. Hello. Welcome to the show. How are you, and what do you have? Fine. I got silver plate. I have a bunch of silver plate, and I want to know how much it's worth, and uh, if it says hadn't on it, hadn't plate, or different kinds of plate, what's yeah. the difference? Okay, most of them, that's just a manufacturer. Now, what you'll have, the difference between silver plate, they might say Viking, which is made by Eaton's. It might say um, Internet, it might say Rogers. All of these, once it says silver plate on it, if it says it's on copper, we'll pay a bit more. We pay like $3 a pound. Now, this is opposed to silver, to sterling. If it's on copper nickel, we'll pay, we don't care what brand it is because we're crushing it. Okay, I hate to tell you this, but um, there's so much. Everyone in 1960, when they got married, got silver plate as a present. I mean, everyone. And they got the, the, the silver plate goblets, the, the trays, the tea sets. And unfortunately, if I, Bogart, do you ever use the silver plate teapot? What? No. Why? So, yeah. So, no, the young people don't want it. 
Well, you wouldn't even keep silver plate. You'd be like, I want sterling. Sterling yeah. looks best. <laughs> no, but you're, you're hadn't. We will buy it all. All we do is weigh it up. It's an easy thing. Um, if you have something particularly nice, it'd have to be made by a super manufacturer, like say it was made by Tiffany or Pufacat or Cristoffel. Uh, some of these will be worth more, and we will go through and tell you that. But 90% of the silver plate we will buy, and we buy it by the pound, between 2 and $3 a pound, and there's no limit. You, you can have 200 pounds of silver plate, and you know how long it takes to clean all that, you know. Yeah, right. Do not clean it. Do not. We don't care if it's monogrammed. I don't care if the feet are gone. I don't care about this. But now if it's sterling, we will go through it and find out if there's any sterling in it. Sterling, we're paying around 54 cents a gram. Right. And we will weigh that up, and we will take that, and we also melt that as well. So you, so bring the, you actually bring the scale with you in front of them, like, hey, yes. you know, this, is what it lo- this is what the weight is, this is what we're paying per gram, and you can actually see it for your own eyes. I'm not one of those guys at the Western Fair or the c and who says, guess my weight. No, we actually have a scale there. <laughs> well, how do you tell if it's silver? Can you use the magnet as a magnet? No, or? no, because copper is not, no. It'll, it, the magnet will attach to, touch, um, it'll attach to steel. But and will not attach to the copper. But it'll say on the un- underside. Here's the things you're looking well, for. Well, hold on. Don't don't mislead people because you can basically use the magnet for coins a lot easier. Yeah. Then it can attach to it. But when you got like a thing that's actually weighs a lot, it won't. Yeah. Yeah. But when we've got that, um, it'll say if you see the words E or the letters E P N S, electroplated nickel on nickel silver, E P on copper. If you see the word copper on it anywhere, that's always good but it just means a silver plate. Um, you can have Britannia metal, and you can usually look if there's wear through. If, you, if you've cleaned this, like a lot of people cleaned 100 million times, you're going to see the copper wearing through. You're going to see little brown spots. That's silver plate, even if you can't see the name. Plus, like I say, that's what we do. We're, we'll tell you. We help. We're not out to, we're not out to take anybody. We're out, I'm, I'm allowed to make a profit, and I try to make an honest profit. And, yeah. But what I say is, here's what you've got. Here's what it is. Here's what I'm paying. And uh, that's the best way we do it. Needs things. further inspection is the yeah. story here. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Big silver tea service, about six pieces, but I think it's silver plate. I don't think it's sterling. Yeah. No, that's why you need us. We will, you can bring it to us. If I'm out in your area, I'll come and see you, but it's got to be a lot, and it's got to be when I'm doing, a, as I call it, a, 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 an out-of-town trip, Okay. Thank you very much for your phone call. Our next caller is Mary in Toronto. Mary, you're live on Zoomer Radio. How are you? Hey, Mary. Yeah, I'm here. Hi. How are you? What do you have? Um, I have a painting by Joachim Gauthier. He used to travel and paint with the group of seven. Okay. Original print? Original. Hmm. And where did you get it? Uh, It was a gift. What is the content? Uh, it looks like a river scene. With It's an original oil painting by him. Okay, now have you had it appraised yet? Or you had any idea? Or over no. the years, you must have looked at Now, it depends on the... Here's what... Okay. It's one of the associated acts of the Group of Seven, which is almost of, everybody through that era. Yeah, the, the Group the of 916. That owned a canvas, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Uh, no, I say the Group of 14 no, is no, really there, what it is, yeah. <laughs> there are people who are collecting, like we have, but it, here's what it comes down to. With paintings, uh, the size of the painting... Uh, whether it's a po- painting or a watercolor, then you go on the frame it's on and what gallery it came out of and then what the subject matter is. I have, to give you an idea, I have a picture by Frederick Bell Smith. Uh, it's a mountain scene. He loves doing them. They're $20,000. If I had a couple of totem poles in it and an Indian village, it's $45,000. Mm. Because of the subject matter some people collect, if you're collecting someone, if it was an, the same painter, a street scene in London where he also painted is three to $4,000. Same painter. They, all these paintings can be all the same size. Subject matter matters. Then also, but you can also find out if something's a good pain. We have a, uh, an expert who comes in once a week to help us out with this. He helped someone yesterday, in fact. Um, if he'll come in and look at the gallery it came out of, also the condition of the painting, if it's been in a smoke-free house, whether you've taken care of it, whether it's got foxing or uh, if there's any kind of sun acid damage, burn, yeah. sun damage. We had yesterday, I know this is not a painting, but we had a person who brought in a, a Grenville rug. 
Yep. Okay. They're the rugs, and they have the scenes out of Labrador. This was a uh, a priest, I think, who gave all the little projects to people, and they could hook these rugs, and they sold them in the eastern United States. And they were very collectible, up to $1,000, $2,000. But because it was faded, it's only worth four to $500. It's a carpet. You walk on it. Of course, we faded. Yeah, no, but that's... People always want the best quality. This is where we say that comic we put on this week, because of the condition of the comic, there's some comics will sell for two thousand, one will sell for thirty eight thousand because yeah. of the condition. You know, this uh, is like, like take a sixty five Mustang, right? If somebody bought it in sixty five and had it in a dust free environment in their garage until now, it's worth much more than a Survivor with two hundred thousand miles on it, but still looks great. It's yeah. just a totally different animal. So it's all condition then. It all comes down to condition, but you also have to know what it is and what's worth. People have these lottery tickets in their basements, as I keep on saying. So, Mary, because it's Group of Seven and you go, wait a second, if it's associated with Group of Seven, some of those sell for multiple millions of dollars. Is this one of those jackpot wins? The answer there is you're going to need a couple of expert eyes on it. But you can definitely call Paul at his store. The number is 905-737-GOLD. That's 905-737-4653. Arrange to have his expert on site, bring in the painting, and get an actual, proper, professional yeah. assessment of it. But you can go to the store at 10,341 Young Street and arrange for that to happen. But even more important, after we've ascertained what it is, we can tell you the best way to sell it to realize the most money. Right. Is it an auction scenario where you might have to give up 20 or 30% of all yeah. proceeds bid? Or is it best to sell it online or put it in a new gallery? You guys yeah. will also determine that there. And if you're going to keep it and hand it down to the family, we'll give you a nice little story to put on the back. How's that? Okay. We're going to go to Betty in St. Catherine. She's on line four waiting patiently. Betty, how are you? Oh, fine, thank you. I, I just heard about this wonderful radio station, and I feel I need some direction. I have uh, quite a coin collection and a stamp collection, and I really don't feel like taking my items into the Holiday Inn or wherever oh, they're having sale. <laughs> Fair enough. Plus, um, the coin collection right now is in uh, safety deposit boxes. It's quite extensive. And it's expensive I, I, to keep them in those. You know that. Pardon? It's expensive to keep them in those oh, boxes. yes, yes. But I really don't have any direction. I don't know what to do with these items. And for a stamp collection, it took me about two hours to go through three pages of stamps. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. Okay, here's... Now, when it comes to coins... We can do in 10 minutes what would take you hours. Okay. Or even point in the right direction. We'll just say, here's where your valuable is. Mm-hmm. Here's where your values are. Pay attention to this. Like a gentleman brought in some gold coins. who called in a couple of weeks ago, brought in some gold coins this week. Okay, and we, it was exactly what he said. He was right on. But that was three quarters of the collection was in those gold coins. Oh, okay. So, in terms of dollar value. In terms of dollar value. And that's why we'll take you through what is the good parts and what are the bad parts. And we'll say, here's what you can spend your time on, even if you don't sell to us. Okay? Yeah, but yeah. give us a little taste. What are the are the coins Canadian? Are they American? Are they gold? Yeah. Are they silver? Is it just a mint collection? Tell us a little, a few details that can help. It's um, it's a combination. There's some gold. There's some silver. There, there are some from 1894. Okay. Um... First and Second World War. Okay. Some tokens. Those are modern. Yeah. Now, yeah. we can... What What part is... Do you live in Toronto or out of town? St. Catharines. I'm going... Bogart and I... That's a swag segue. Bogart and I are going to be down at the, um, the poker tournament down in uh, Niagara Falls coming oh. up in uh, two weeks. Okay. So we're going to make a stop in St. Catharines on the way <laughs> yeah, to the casino. We need some betting money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you'll have to see us before we get to the casino. We'll have more money going in and coming out. What are you going to tell her? You're going to say, okay, listen, I'll take this $1,000, I'll turn it into ten. No, you're <laughs> no, going to give her no. a fair assessment on the way to the tournament, right? Sorry, okay. I'm, I'm making light of this. No, we will be down in the area, yeah. and um, we can come and see you, or you can come up to Toronto. But we will be down there probably four or five times over the next two weeks. And uh, to sit, there's um, to, sit, to get ready for the tournament, and then the tournament will be on for uh, seven to eight days. So we'll be down in your area, both Bogart and I, and we can take a look at it. And like literally, if it take, if I go in and I say, okay, this is a five hour job, I'll tell you. But normally, it's usually I can do a collection in about a half an hour. 
Okay. Yes. And but if it's sitting in a bank lockbox, that ought oh, to no, be you arranged take it in out advance. Yeah. yeah. Now, the stamps, stamps can be worth money. Now, if there's stamps collected after 1950, which is after World War One, yeah. World War Two, generally not going to be worth a lot of money. Now, they can be, but generally are not. It's the older accumulations of stamps that are worth the money. Okay? Okay. Now, we have a guy who comes in, and he'll go through it because he's as good with the stamps as I am with the coins. Mm-hmm. Okay? okay? So that's how uh, we can take care of that. But uh, the stamps will be a more of a, a project for the future. The coins we can take, take care of now. There was a person who came in this week who actually was paying $52 per box to have their stuff in their box. Yeah. And the, the coins they had in there were worth $16. Oh, oh, come on. It was all because they emptied it years ago and they kept on renting the box. Wow. They literally had spent approximately $520 because they said when they got the box in the beginning, it was only $12. Right. And, and every it, year. Every year, they yeah. kind of silently just keep on moving the price up on you. So this is where even if you, even if you don't sell it to me. Yeah. You want to know what it's worth if it's worth putting back in the box. If I tell you you've got $316, then you say, okay, this might not be worth the same. Or just consolidate box. to one box from yeah. three or four yeah. or wherever you are now. Yeah. yeah. Stamps, unless you've got something that's amazing, it's not worth the safety deposit box because the thieves aren't even going to steal it because they can't sell it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, so Betty, we're going to give you the star treatment. We're going to put you on hold, and uh, the show's producer, Sebastian Hearn, is going to take your information so that you guys can get in contact after the show, because this is more of a complicated thing. Yeah. If you've got right. hundreds of pounds of coins or something like that. Yeah. But Betty, thank you for your phone call. Thank you very much. Our next caller, oh, we'll get to our next caller after a quick break. Estates have a sentimental value and a real value. Which one do you think sells? An estate appraisal by Toronto Gold, Silver and Coins is valued for the honesty and experience of Paul and Bogart, who always arrive with three options. They'll buy it from you, sell it for you, or tell you what the estate is worth. And their live online auction, held every month, is a great way to sell on consignment. Need an estate appraised? There's really only one choice. Call 905-737-GOLD. Southworks Antiques, one of Canada's best antique malls, just got better by moving to a better location. Across the Grand River in Cambridge at 73 Water Street proudly stands the new Southworks Antiques. 25,000 square feet of antiques and nostalgia with an intriguing history for sale by over 100 vendors. Visit southworksantiques.com for directions. Then park free and check it out. It's a new beginning for a lot of old stuff at Southworks Antiques in Cambridge. Open every day of the year. Welcome back to Consignment Heroes on Zoomer Radio. We are live on this cloudy Sunday afternoon, but uh, taking your phone calls. If you have a rare or interesting item that you're curious about its value, maybe you think it might have some exceptional value, you can call in and talk to two experts. They have found fame and fortune dealing in other people's stuff. You know them from Storage Wars Canada and A&E's Northern Treasures, Paul Kenny and Bogart Kenny in studio. And uh, our phone number, if you have uh, an item you're curious about, is 416-360-0740. That's 416-360-0740. Elsie in Brantford is our next caller. Elsie, how are you? I'm fine. How are you? Good. And what do you have? Good to hear you. Um, something that uh, I, uh, my husband and I collected for quite a long time, and I've got it all on display at home, and I'm, it, I want to know if it's any value now. It's the cottage where the brown ones that look like little cottages, and I have the whole flyer that came from England. He got it in, when he was there, and it's from Price and Kens- Kensington yep. Pottery at Stoke-on-Trent. What are, are these statues? Are these now, sta- these are the little brown cottages. Do you know yeah. what I'm talking about? I yeah, the little brown cottages. Help me yeah. Paint the picture the for little me. Brown. Well, it, there are on my flyer here, they have 26 pieces in this picture, and I have the picture right in front of me of all of them. And out of the 26, I have 24 pieces. <laughs> well, there's two things can happen here. Someone's either going to sell you the last two for the set for some large amount of money, or you're going to try and get rid of these other ones. Okay. But I, I've got more than one of some of them. I mean, I've got, I'm telling you, I've got uh, 24 of the pattern, but uh, there are some of them that I have maybe two or three of them, you know. Who is the potter on these ones? Because a number of different Price sets. and Kensington Potteries Limited, and it's Stoke-on-Kent, Kent, yeah. in England. This is on the I same... I t- the phone number. 
Oh, yeah. No, no. But what no. happens with this is this is not the same thing like your Bradford Exchange or your Franklin Mint or those kind of things. They made these sets and they'd issue them like one a month or something like that. It's a long time to collect all these pieces, I'll tell you. I know, but that's where they get you because remember what I'm saying? I, every day I get up, I thank God for completists, the guy who's got number one, two, three, missing four and five, and six, seven, eight, he's Scott. And they're looking to get four and five, and that's how I make my money is selling them number four and five to complete mm-hmm. their set so that they can sell it or put it into a storage locker, and then we get to buy it out of a locker. On these old cottages... Uh, I mean, thirty, forty dollars. I mean, some of them because I got the coffee pot and the water pot and the, uh, I don't know a lot. I've got they're so so pretty to look at, and I've got them on display at home. Yeah. they're not all little tiny pieces. Yeah, so the collection is worth what altogether? Twenty-four of them. If I don't think there's anything, they generally rare. sell for thirty to fifty dollars. Would you say? Thirty to fifty dollars yeah. each, and some twelve dollars like the teapot and stuff like that. You know, they look 30 nice. Thirty to forty dollars each piece. Uh, one night Generally, here. yeah. I mean, we're seeing them online everywhere. Yeah. But here's a set of five. Someone's selling the whole set for five for fifty dollars. Here's one selling just a teapot for twelve dollars. So, but it's not like one of them was designed by Paul no. Revere back in the day no. or something no. like that that gives it super value. And mm-hmm. you gotta remember, this is something like tourist. It's anything like souvenir wear, is and you got it as a present or you went and got it like oh, that. We, we went out to all the antique places and garage sales and everything and bought everything in the set that we could and then I have them all on my But did you enjoy it? If you enjoyed it, then it's worth the money. Okay? Well, we did. Well, what did you pay? What's the most you paid for one of these pieces? Oh, goodness. Don't ask me now. That goes back. Oh. That goes back, I'm going to say, at least 20 years. Okay. Well, still yeah. some money. Maybe, maybe yeah. before that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Paul. You're not saying it's just put in the garbage. No, it, no, it's no, just no, not no, worth no, thousands. No, I, likely, I, don't think I could do that. <laughs> no, no, I'm not no, no, teasing. I'm, I'm saying it's it's not like oh that that set. Oh, people are dying for them. They're selling for fifty grand now. There's nothing no. like that going on with this. No. Yeah, it's probably you'd probably get between two and three hundred dollars for your set. For the whole in today, set. that's what you'd get in today's market. On and even then, when if someone pays you three hundred, thank you for coming and make sure they take all of them. You know. Oh yeah. Pack them up nice. But it's it's not a lot of money. And it's one of those collectibles out of the sixties and thirty you know, thirties to sixties where England was exporting stuff to here and you would have been buying it originally would have been bought in a variety store or something like that, as as cottage wear. Okay? Okay, well thank you for your phone call. Bob and Welland is our next caller. Bob, how are you? Welcome to Zoomer Radio. You're live. Hi, how are you guys doing today? Pretty good. What do you have? Okay, I actually told the guy I had uh sets of spoons to where they're basically the same, but then I, I realized I also had a pin I wanted to talk to these guys about. Okay. Are we talking about silver spoons? Yeah. Uh, okay. The first one was, uh, it says 1847 uh, Rogers Brothers. Okay, now that is silver plate. Um, in 1847, they used that on stuff they made in 1970. So don't worry, the 1847 is nothing. It's just like a, a brand name. Okay? Sure. And it'll be, that's the stuff we buy, but we buy it by the pound. Okay. What was the next question? Um, again, about the spoons, I have other ones that don't say uh, 1847. They just say WMA Rogers. Okay, that's William Rogers, uh, probably built and made in the 1960s. What you're looking for, on, generally on the back of the spoons, be worth money. You don't want to see the words A1. You want to see little animals, uh, a little crown, a leopard, a lion's head. Those are called hallmarks. And in, they used to put it on all the silver. In England, they'd put hallmarks on. It's impressed into the, into the spoon. He has and, like a line in three or four of them yeah. always together. And you'd have Bogart seen this, and he says, uh, because it, if it says silver on it, it generally is never silver. Yeah. If you ever see the word silver on a piece, it's generally not. It'll say sterling. It'll say... Oh, because sterling is 92.5% silver, and they're just saying if they're silver, it likely means silver-plated. Yeah. no, gotcha. no. And um, you're looking, if you see the word sterling on there, if you're seeing the words 925, if you see the numbers 800, 800 or 830, excuse me, <coughs> those are uh, silver. Anything else, if it says Rogers, says Wallace, if they had enough time to put the name on it, they would have had enough time to put the word sterling or silver on it, uh, sterling or put the hallmarks on it. Yeah, was this for your birthday? Did you buy it for a child or something? 
No, actually, it was a, a set I come across in a, in, a, in a garage. I found a picnic, picnic basket and was kind of looking through the uh, what was in there, and it was filled with spoons, forks, those old tea things, and I mean, it's a whole set of, the, of yeah. all those. Yeah, we can buy, still buy uh, like yeah. a Tiffany's silver spoon. They still sell them. Oh no, they will. But what you're like, I say, I'm only helping for everyone else out there who's got their spoons. They're going to the, the drawer right now, and they're saying, "Is it Sterling or is it not?" If it says Rogers, it probably is not Sterling. So give me a value of a Rogers silver spoon in regular condition. Uh, we sell them for about a dollar. Oh, not so great. Okay, not so. Great. Yeah, but people usually Bob, have we're, like we're out to about two bucks on this phone call. What else you got there? <laughs> okay, the last one was uh, it's a it's a really strange pin with a little. I guess it's like a lapel pin, but it's a pin with a little tail on it. it says thirty nine on it. Um, and when I read it, it says nineteen thirty nine New York World Fair. Yeah. Okay. Uh, depending on if if the pin was given away by one of the manufacturers, they can be worth several hundreds of dollars. If it's just a generic souvenir pin from the World's Fair from '39, uh, it'd be between five and fifty dollars. Is it celluloid or is it metal? You know what? I, I'm not familiar with the metals, but I can tell you that when I did look it up, I didn't see a single pin like it. And that's it, a good sign. Well, yeah. I mean, I see them. You see them on eBay. They go anywhere from twenty-one bucks and they go up to two hundred dollars, but. I didn't see this particular round one was. And I've never been to the fair, obviously in '39. So, but yeah. all it is a picture of this. Uh, it looks like a a tall building and uh, and a little ball at the very bottom of it. Yeah, it's all in blue. Yeah, it was. I think that was in was it Flushing was '64. Flushing was. I don't know which. way. It was in yeah, New York. Don't look this direction. Okay, no, okay. Don't, don't look over here. Yeah, uh, yeah, don't look I'm, over there either. You're, <laughs> on, you're on your own. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm surrounded by people who don't know. Yeah, um, and Pins I don't from the '39 World Fair. Yeah, no, that's yeah. out of my element. Yeah, but people collect World's Fairs, uh, and there are a lot of people who do it. And but the manu- it depends on if you haven't found it online. That's usually a good sign. Okay. okay, that there's not a lot of them out there. Uh, it's not something when someone would counterfeit or, or, or uh, fake, so it's probably real. And it's, you, you need an be, expert eye on it. I have to see. Need, send yeah. me a picture. You can send a picture to sales at Toronto Gold Silver, all one word. Dot com. Yeah, you can do this fast. If you have a cell phone right now, you yeah. just click a picture, and then when it says email address, fill in sales at torontogoldsilver.com. Anyone listening can do that, by the way. Yeah. If you have an item, anything, just click a picture, send it right there, and they'll get eyes on it for you. Not my wife. She doesn't have a phone. So, okay. So, the <laughs> silver spoons, they did not work out. They're yeah. probably plated silver spoons, a dollar a piece, but this pin is interesting. But keep on looking around. You know, garage sale, garage sale season's coming up. I'm expecting a lot more calls, Okay. Good stuff. Thanks for your call. That was Bob in Welland. We're going to go to Barbara in Toronto. Barbara, how are you? Sorry, Barbara. Did we get you there? Hello. Yes, I'm here. Hi. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. How are you? And what do you have? I have a single Canadian nickel uh, dated 1944. And um, I just, I looked for some information, but I was confused because my thinking is most nickels are totally round and this one has i don't know how many edges but 12 like say 12 edges or something familiar with it okay uh does it have a v on it is it copper colored or is it chrome colored (sighs) no it's not copper it it would be sort of silverish chrome chrome. okay that's nickel it was plated got a v yes yeah during the war we've talked about this is that uh nickel was a strategic metal they, had, they pulled it out. We needed it for bullets. That's we right. needed it for That's bullets. Right. Yeah, and uh, they made them out of tombac, and they made them, and then they made them out of steel, and then just put a chrome covering on them. Right. Unfortunately, because everyone during the war saved these because they didn't look like they didn't have the little beavers on them, uh, and they were a little bit different. This happens a lot. So this is, is just strictly a historical kind of landmark. Yeah, we here. sell a whole roll of forty of them for twenty dollars, which okay, is fifty cents enough. each. Well, that's yep. pretty good. That's a thousand percent return there. She's got a yeah. fifty cent uh, or whatever it is, ten times its value. Yeah. Not bad. So they they deliberately made them like with the edges as yes. opposed to being round, just as like part of the the signature for the the round ones are only laid in the last I don't know thirty years. Yeah, I actually exactly. should know this, but and in the old days, a nickel is actually got eleven cents worth of nickel in it. Okay. So it's, uh, but you know, so it's still nice, and it reminds me of a nice, you know, of the war. You know, I don't want to remind of the war, but it's a memory to. Uh, well, no, um, it is. It's a historical landmark, yeah. to be sure. I mean, I remember my mother-in-law telling me that the little marks on the inside were actually Morse code, but I'm not sure. I've never taken the time to sort of. Um, no, 
I do Morse not Morse code for what? Morse code would be sound or visual. Was it like if you ran your finger oh, around the yeah. edge, it might... What, dot, dot, dash. Yeah, I'm just wondering, what, would it, what does it say? I don't know. Well, that's what I'm saying. Is I it SOS? Dun, 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 dun. It is dots and dashes, to be sure. You have stumped me. 141 in our show. I'm going to find out for next week if that is Morse code. I don't think it is. I just know that she told me that. I mean, it was just, you know. Could be. Here's yeah, me, lots of little things like that in our currency. But I mean, like I said, on the back, the marks are all like just uniform little uh, um, dots, I believe. But on the face of it with the V, it actually has dashes and dots. I'm going to say this, though. A, a nickel in that shape, if it was in perfect shape, would be worth $90. If it was perfect. Perfect, perfect. Perfect, so You're saying perfect. generally 50 cents. Generally 50 cents. Okay, perfect fair $90. enough. Our next caller is going to be um, Barbara in Toronto. I see the problem there. Okay. Did you see that look? The producer gave... When I said Barbara in Toronto, he goes, which one? Did you see oh. that? Because we happen to have two. Barbara's in Toronto. Okay. <laughs> the other Barbara in Toronto. How are you? Hello. Hi. Welcome to the show. Thank you. You have a very good show. Well, thank you. What do you have? Um, I have four items, and obviously I'm not an expert. I just have two that belong to my parents and then two that just look nice, so I have them. But I wondered if there's any value to them. Sure. One is a typewriter, and it's like the old-fashioned typewriter. Underwood? Black? Underwood um, or Emerson? I think it's Underwood, actually. Okay. I don't have it with me right here. I just sold one at... Um, at uh Southworks Antique Mall, someone brought one in, and I just sold it for, I think, $90. $90? Well, yeah, it's, uh, Bogart thought it was a computer. No, it's <laughs> on a, no, it's $90, because there's a lot of them out there, and it, it goes back to the um, people, how people collect stuff, because back in 1955, a typewriter cost you real money. Every, a lot of people had them, and they saved them. You would not throw out a typewriter, not the disposable society that we have today where people throw out stuff all the time. So they saved them. So, and because it's made out of metal and because it was supposed to be very uh, durable, they last forever. So there's a lot of typewriters around. That's oh, the best okay. way to put it. But it's still nice. What else do you have? Yes. Um, also... As I said, there's three additional items. Yep. Um, two are toys. One is a baby boo doll that my parents gave me when I was about two or three years old. Uh-oh. Am I gonna, should I ask baby how boo. old you are so I can figure out what year it's from? No, just Sorry. Sorry. Okay, 58. This is a good age. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. And, um, um, do you know what I'm talking about, the baby boo doll? So um, when you turn the lights on... She would cry, and you'd put the pacifier in her mouth, and she'd stop crying. If you pulled the pacifier out, she'd start crying again. And if you put the lights off, she'd be quiet. If you turned the lights on in a room, she would cry. Is this made by Reliable? Pardon me? Who made this? Reliable? No, I believe it was, um, I think it's Mattel. Okay. And she's got blonde hair, very cute, probably about uh, three feet tall. Three or four. Holy cow. Looks okay. Like the size of a real baby. No, people collect the dolls, and people are trying to recapture their childhood at vastly inflated prices. Right. On, uh, so it's probably very saleable. If it's in good condition and all yeah. the clothes are there, it's yeah. probably 50 to $100. Oh. Oh, yeah. Okay. I mean, I just held on to it because for sentimental value. And someone's going to buy it for sentimental value. And I'll make money in the, in the middle for, for just pure greed value. Fair enough. Thank you for your phone I call. Any, I don't have any greed value. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much for your phone Thank call. That was Barbara in Toronto. By the way, if you have a rare or interesting item or an old collection of something lying around, you're curious about its real-time market value of two experts that deal in other people's stuff. They've found fame and fortune. They're on Storage Wars Canada and A&E's Northern Treasures. And, of course, this show, Consignment Heroes, on Zuma Radio. If you have an item, you want to know uh, something about it, you can call us right now, 416-360-0740. That's 416-360-0740. I have an exciting follow-up. I'm going to delight in this. There's uh -oh. something about a coin that I, moments ahead of you, know what the answer is. So we just had a woman talking about it. She's got a 1944 Canadian nickel with okay. a v. The v. It's called the yeah, Victory v Nickel, yeah. right? Yeah. So it's called the Victory Nickel. We have here online what it means. It's unusual in that it contains Morse code. So this is apparently oh. true. Most Canadians were unaware that they were carrying around a Morse messenger in their pocket. 
since the code is only discernible upon close examination with a magnifying glass. It is partially visible on the image shown on the actual coin. On the reverse, it runs along the edge, these little dots. Do you want to know what the message is? No. Apparently, yes, I do. It didn't create a lot of excitement. No. But the, there is Morse code. Out of 1943 to 45, the Canadian nickel has. It's called the, the Victory Nickel. This is the Morse code message. Quote, we win when we work willingly. That's the message? Pretty uninspired, eh? That's what it says, yeah. Okay, that sounds we like We win church. when we work willingly. Sounds like a Churchill thing. That's okay. good anti-slavery <laughs> message. It's not very, I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's not encouraging. It's no, not but, that encouraging, yeah. But no, I learned something today. See, yeah. you're never too early. Bogart, you realize this? You're never too old to learn. I learned something today. What have you learned no, today? I'm the young guy. You don't have to give me that comparison. Okay, okay. Yeah. It's also a weird message during a draft era. But whatever. Who cares, right? <laughs> what does that matter? We're going to be right back. You're listening to Consignment Heroes on Zoomer Radio. Your collection of old coins is worth exactly what someone is willing to pay for it. The highest paid prices for old silver coins and gold jewelry are at Toronto Gold, Silver and Coins. So the only number you should have in your head is this one. 905-737-GOLD. Toronto Gold, Silver and Coins buys and sells. So what does a bar of bullion go for these days? Wrong question. What's it going for right now? For up-to-the-minute prices, call 905-737-GOLD. Hi, Paul Kenny here, Consignment Hero. Boxes are truly amazing things. They come in all shapes and sizes, and they do a remarkable job of storing your stuff. And the folks at Mississauga Cartons know how important it is to find the right box. For over 35 years, they've provided thousands of satisfied customers with a wide range of packaging, boxes, and shipping materials. I use them. So should you. Mississauga Cartons. Check them out at mississaugacartons.com and be a hero like me. Welcome back to Consignment Heroes on Zuma Radios. Our phone lines are open. We are live taking your calls. Do you have a rare or interesting item or a collection you're curious about its value? You can call right now, 416-360-0740. Our next caller is calling from Lindsay. He's on line one. His name is Bud. How are you, Bud? Not bad. And how are you? Pretty good. What do you have? I have a limited print from the 40s or the 50s, Grandma Moses sugaring off, and I have a vase. Grandma Moses. Tell me more about this print. Yeah. The print is Grandma Moses. It's 26 by 18. Is it an advertising print? No, it's not. What is Grandma Moses is my yeah. question. That's okay. Art prints, Grandma Moses. Ah. You're looking it up? Yeah, because some... This is I, one that's rare. I've got you twice. The coin you didn't know and this one. Interesting. I don't know everything, but the prints seem to sell for around $60. Um, they're kind of nice. It's like a Trisha Romance uh, uh, type of thing, but a little bit... Okay. Yeah, I see it. You know. Yeah. Now, it's just a print, though, right? It's just a print. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. they seem to sell between $50 and $250. $250. Well, no. Uh, that's the high side. He's saying on average about <laughs> 60 70 Yeah. You know, it's okay excited. Yeah. It's amazing how many customers. Uh, and they only hear the high uh, numbers, is that right? Yeah. That happens in my I store. Have. Yeah. It's Go ahead. Carl Schultz uh, vase. It's four inches high. It's glass. It's signed 1976 on the back. Okay. Mm. Kind of modern. Or on the bottom. Is it glass or um, pottery? It's a glass. Okay. It's got a blue interior on it. Okay. It's gold on the outside. Is and now that might be a local. Is that a local uh, glass maker out in that area? No, I, I've never heard I, of it. I, neither have I. I was going to say. The library no, and tried to get them to go on the computer, but they couldn't find anything on it. You see, it might be a local glass blower. Um, who didn't last that long or doesn't have a following. And sometimes, I, I should talk to people about this for a second, sometimes you'll have a gallery which will sell paintings for $1,000. And what we call the resale market, if there is no, the resale market might be $100. The right. gallery maintains 1000 and the resale market. Now, in this case of Carl Schultz, he probably sold this for 50 or or $100 piece of glass, but there's no resale market. There's no one collecting it. There's no one... Yeah. It's okay. the right size, though. It's small. It's only four inches high. Yeah. They See, say 
small is better when you're collecting. Yeah, you need. Well, it's just easier to store. You know, you, you can make a lot. You can store a lot bigger collections in glass. Like I said, you got to have the collectors. It's um. I sometimes I talk. You know, remember York peanut butter? They used to make glasses with hockey players on them. And they made thousands of them, but everyone threw them out or put them in the dishwasher or cleaned them. Those are worth between fifty and two thousand dollars a piece. Sorry, come again. What am I looking for? A peanut butter jar? Is that what you're saying? Yes, with a hockey player on the sixties. I know a lot of our clients remember these. They're probably and, sitting in some guy's outbuilding or a garage right now. Yes. They've got a bunch of screws in them. No, but this is what <laughs> this show is I'm trying to tell people there's stuff like this they have in their basement and that old thing. Like I think it's Del Vecchio that I saw one sell for thirty two hundred dollars. What? Yes. And it's only because not the, and the, the maple leaves, because everyone kept their maple leaves, they were not as not as valuable. But in a regular maple leaf York peanut butter glass, it's just a plain glass with a hockey player on, it'll say Tim Horton on it. And that's it. Okay? <laughs> So I'm just I'd definitely glass. get out to your garage or basement because that's something people would have kept to repurpose anyway. So yeah. those are probably lying around. Yeah, no, but this is what I'm saying. But you have to. It's okay to have creating. You have to have a supply and a demand. In this case, we have a bigger demand, and the supply was there in 1963. But now the supply's gone, but the demand is there in 2018. So how would the hockey player appear? Is it in the glass or just painted on or just labeled? Just painted on. And because it's on the outside, if you cleaned it enough times, y- yeah, it peeled it off. Yeah, off or nick off. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Wow. And they made them for two, three years. But York Peanut Bar used to have those things. They put it, unscrew the top, and they'd have a little card in that. And they had York Peanut Bar towels. They sell for about $300. Wow. So this a towel. Is, how, do you put, how do you put a this towel? This is one of those things where no. every now and then we step on and I go, what? Old yeah, peanut I, butter jars? $3,000? Okay. Okay. All right. But I want to say no, because the towel, and this is where we're collecting, and I try and people, you have to send away a quarter to buy the towel. And that's where the rub is, because a lot of people how many would, would take that? the free yeah. stuff, yeah. and they don't send away the quarter for the thing. Because a quarter in 1962, that was a lot of money. Yeah. It was real money. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you that was go our... to the movies and take public transit. Whole date, 25 cents. Is that yeah. right? No, it can't be. Is that right? How I think a pack of cigarettes was 40 cents or something. Oh, okay. So that's that uh, seems, yeah. Yeah, no, but that's what I'm saying. Is it was, it was uh, You made, my first job, I think I made 60 cents an hour. Really? No, my first job, I delivered newspapers. I forgot about that. Oh, okay. No, yeah. that's even worse. No, but we, even when I was a kid, you could go to the movies for $4. Now, if you go on a cheap night, you can go for 14 So it happens fast, I guess. Yeah. No. Anyway. Back to the phone lines. Our next caller is Diana. She's calling from Etobicoke. She has a piggy bank. Uh-oh. Diana, how are you? Hi. Uh, I'm fine. Um, it's a small piggy bank, but it's in the shape of uh, a cash register. Mm-hmm. And you put your coins in one at a time, and you pull down the lever, and it adds the coins into it. And then once you get to $10, the front opens up. Is it made it by? Shows- who is it made by? I like it. Yeah. I couldn't tell you. It'll say mark. It might have a little marks on it. Um, uh, a little circle with MRX. Um, okay. Uh, generally, banks, is it metal or ceramic? It's, it's got to be metal, right? Yes. Okay. Probably banks are always collectible. $25 even without even seeing it. You know, just because it's a mechanical bank and still working? Oh, yes. Maybe 50 then. Yeah, for 100 nice. years, these have been yeah. collector's items that even local banks yeah. would hang out. The old cast out. iron banks go up to oh, several fortune. thousands, yeah, fortune. thousands and thousands. What is the era of the register? Like, how, you don't know how old this thing is. How did you come into contact with it? But tell us more about the register. Is it old-timey or is it modern? Uh, it's an old-time register. Uh, it, you can't push the buttons. There's no buttons on it. It's just like a um, paper over top of it. You just put the coin in the slot and uh, pull the handle down. Mm-hmm. And like a, I actually like a slot machine, only it adds the money. Right. So how did you get your hands on it? Uh, my father gave it to me. Well, you got an opportunity okay. for many, many decades older. Yeah, no, I'm thinking it's Marks. I think I but know if you turn it, turn it upside down, you can probably get a better handle on... Uh, there'll, there'll be I'm some the, sort of marking. I'm in the car. I heard your show, oh. so I just pulled over, so I, I don't have it on me. Okay, so when you get home, there'll be maker's marks somewhere there, especially if it was handed out by a bank. There'll be a manufacturer and probably the, the branch, or not the branch, but the uh, the conglomerate of the bank if behind it. If it's the green one made by Marks, it's actually... 19... No, it's all black. Black, okay. You're just ruining me here. I was just about to say the green you were, one. Yeah. Green yeah. one's worth 175 bucks. Maybe you could paint this when you get it home. Um, <laughs> I'd have to see it, but black one sounds like the one from 1960s, probably about $50, okay? 
But any, I should say, old toys, if they're in still working condition, are always worth money. There are people who've got their, we were talking about that, um, one of those video toys here, we $800,000 for a video toy. Uh, I got video the toy. best of the West collection as well. The best of the West? Okay. The best of the, the, best of the West. Uh, Josie West, Jay, Jamie West. Um, Are they on Jesse. the cards? You still have them on the cards or no? Uh, no, they're actual doll figures. Yeah, no, no, they can, but they came on got back on cards. They're worth about fifty to seventy-five dollars each. And make sure you have all the. Um, uh, they'll come with accessories. Yes, I have all the pieces. Yeah, like it's like the Star Wars figures. I think like that you know the yep. Star Wars figures worth three dollars. If you have them with the saber, it's worth two hundred dollars. Right. Well, you know. Yeah. No. Give me a call later on when you get home, and I'm glad we have a new listener and. Uh, We'll be back next week. How's that? That's fantastic. <laughs> so uh, if you have a rare or interesting item and you didn't get a chance to call in during the uh, radio show, you can always click a picture of it with your phone or however you're going to do it and send an email with the photo included. Send that email to sales at torontogoldsilver.com. That's the actual email address. Yep. Sales at torontogoldsilver.com. You can also visit the store during regular work week hours. The store is located in Richmond Hill, right on Young Street. The address is 10,341 Young Street, just north of Major McKenzie. You can phone the store during regular working hours or leave a message after hours. The phone number for the store is 905-737-GOLD. That's 905-737-4653. We probably don't have any more time for any calls. Any final thoughts? And sorry for everyone we didn't get to this week, by the way. No, we're going to get down to, I will be down in the St. Catharines area and the Welland area, and people can call us. And so if I'm in the area, I don't mind coming and seeing something, okay? And like I say, I keep on going back to, I want people to get a second opinion, okay? And also, it's not also if they're selling stuff, but if someone wants to buy gold and silver, we actually, it's in our name, Toronto Gold Silver. We actually have gold and silver to sell to people at some of the best prices in the city. If you've sold your house and you want to put some money into you don't want to leave it in a bank, you should have some real money, what I call gold and silver. Yeah, you end up with a ton of money. Do what everyone does, right? You buy a three-month supply of dry food, oh, some God. Bitcoin, <laughs> and then if you're serious, you buy gold or silver, I guess, right? No, no. no I'm just saying I want people to get the second opinion. See, you're going to a different place. I'm just <laughs> messing with you. Yes, but get a second opinion. You guys can, if you're looking to close or somebody's offering you something, you can call the store anytime yeah. and say, I need Paul. I'm just about to close a deal. I want to know if it's fair. You call this number, 905-737-GOLD. That's 905-737-GOLD. Also, if you have to move an entire estate yeah. and you're curious how that all looks, you need uh, 10 guys to move stuff and you need some of it's going to the dump and some of it needs to be sold. They're another great avenue to call. 905-737-GOLD. That's 905-737-4653. Now, Bogart, when we win this tournament, I'm going to give 5% of what I win to a charity. What are you going to do? What, we, hold on. You're winning 5%? First of all, charity? you're winning the poker tournament? Yeah. I like this I'm idea. Winning, okay, so it's a good proactive thinking. And then what charity are you talking about? I think the I think the cl- the listeners should tell us what charity. What is the best charity out there to uh, donate Send the money to? The team from Good Simon Heroes to Las Vegas for a week. That's the charity I'm recommending. <laughs> anyway, sp- no. a, a special thanks to the show's producer Sebastian Hearn. Everyone have a great week. Paul Bogart, we'll see you soon. Thank you. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.